During the session, I was magically healed. Possibly by the power of Chicken McNuggets. <laughs> Dude, they're legitimately amazing. It's a miracle. the chicken. Yeah, well, you know. Who knows how many chickens even go in those things. <laughs> really, it could just be a lightly breaded sponge if they give me that barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as long as they fry it up good enough, who yeah. cares? Day Tuesday podcast episode 162 with your hosts Tyler Dryblatt, Sam Ginsberg, and Zach McCashin. Here is Tyler Dryblatt. Thank you, Samuel. Welcome, everybody. This week we will be talking about Iowa defending your right to get drunk, a beer hotel opening up in the U.S., and another just ridiculous yeast uh what's the word i'm looking for Infection. here um rip off mm. i guess is the right word how's it going over there zach really good honestly life's been good had a good D D sesh today i uh, got some taco bell in front of me that i'm abstaining from during the recording of this podcast but man am i thinking about it he's so hard mm. yeah I'm everybody's got their cross to bear but yeah life's good and, yeah well that's uh, i mean that's okay content wise i guess i'm sure you'll come up with something uh, I have cancer and, and dying. This is my, arguably the last thing I'll ever do. <laughs> Whackity, smackety do. <laughs> Keep it light. All right. Well, what are you drinking over there? I've got Weyerbacher Merry Monks. It's a Belgian-style triple, and it's a uh, 9.3. I believe I've had this beer. Yeah, we had a, we had a lot of... Uh, I always called it Weyerbacher. I don't actually know. Back in college, because I, I believe it's a Pennsylvanian brewery. It is. So, they're... Uh, they have a beer called Blithering Idiot that's pretty good. They have yep. a quad that's really good. They have a triple that's really good. Yep. For uh, those of you listening at home, the uh, the label has a, a monk kind of holding his, his forefinger against his lips in a, in a shh kind of shh action, uh, which, you know, I don't know how I feel about, you know? A man of the cloth trying to tell you to... Keep a secret of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what that's about. There's also some, also some light rumping on the, the box art. I don't know if his rumping. Yeah, it's it's like a guy's bent over and another guy's kind of leaning behind him, and it doesn't definitely no penetration or anything. It could just be horseplay. It it doesn't look like it's necessarily grinding, but it looks like it's supposed to hint at grinding. There's at least a little bumping. Yeah, it's yet to be determined what the amount of what's wrong with a little grind and bump. (laughs) I think that's what they say. All right, and uh... (laughs) Samuel, what do you have? Uh, well, let me crack this open with the Bruise Tuesday podcast bottle opener sponsored this week by Taco Bell. That seems a little obvious. If they give us money, I'll name my kid Taco Bell. It's out there. Well, you can name it Chalupa, but then that's a ripoff of the league. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I'd, I'd probably name it, like, Late Night Craving. Because then it could be... Ooh, a, no! Then they could grow up to be no. a porn star, too, if they're going to be named okay. Taco Bell. Yeah, or Vampire Food. Mm, yeah. How about Fourth Meal? Ooh, yeah, dude. That sounds good. No, I like I like you naming uh, your child Taco Bell, because if it's a girl, you can just add an E at the end. Oh, you I know? Like Taco Bell. Uh, Taco Bell. That's a great Halloween uh, costume. Has anyone done that? Taco Bell? Like Bell from Beauty, Beauty and the, the Beast. Beast? There's still time. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of time. Uh, uh, John Snow White? I no, haven't seen that. That sounds pretty good, though. It, it's pretty good. You should look it up when you have time. Okay. We'll do. All well, right. Let me tell you about this beer. Mm. Brewery appears to be called Shorts Brew, which I hadn't heard of before. And this beer is going to be totally wacky. It says Key Lime Pie. Oh. This is beer brewed with marshmallow, lactose with lime, and graham cracker added. Wait, but Key Lime Pie doesn't have any marshmallow in it, does it? Uh, I think that's the cream aspect, but I don't think it is supposed to. Oh, weird. So I opened it and there's like some schmutz on the inside of the lid. That might be like a marshmallow lump. Or it might be a yeast infection. I don't know. (laughs) Well, he'll know that by the taste. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Yeah. So the nose is tame. It has a little bit of the cream-type smell to it. Not really finding any lime. There's something else here, something kind of sticky sweet that I'm not sure what it is. But I don't think that's the key lime. Let me try it. Okay. 
This beer is very strange. Okay. I can taste the lime up front, although it's not as sweet as I think it should be. And at the back, I can definitely taste graham cracker, which is Ooh. which is pretty cool. Can't taste the marshmallow, although I would think the marshmallow would just get converted to booze anyway. Speaking of which, what's the ABV on this? I don't think it's on here. Oh. Brewed in Elk Rapids, Michigan. Uh, I don't know whether or not I like this, but luckily this is not the rating segment. No, it is not. You have a whole podcast to decide whether or not you like it. I am taking things back down into Boring Town. I have Strike Brewing Company's Lumber Buster American Brown Ale coming in at a kind of weak 4.8. It poured very active, very carbonated, at least from the way it looked. Now it's settled down. I mean, yeah, it looks like a brown ale. I'm smelling some chocolate, actually. Ew. Mm Mm-hmm. Ew, that's gross, you guys. Oh, this is terrible. (laughs) Well, you have a whole podcast to enjoy that. Oh, my God. Like, I don't even know what's wrong with it. There's just (laughs) something really off. I guess I have a whole podcast to tell you exactly what I dislike about this beer. I can't wait. Yeah, there's definitely something off with this. Mm -mm -mm. Well, it looks like Zach's the big winner today. I guess so. He said life has been going fine and just continuing to go okay. Dude, it's all peak. (laughs) <laughs> I'll peek. I never stop peeking. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. There's, like, nothing even remotely, like, rude about what you just said, but it still makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable. Excellent. I think that's because Zach's a little creepy. Hey. Uh, I've been working on it. <laughs> I've been working on that. I did say something really, really mean to our friend Brian last night at Brian's birthday function. Uh, I'm okay with this. But luckily he doesn't remember until I reminded him this morning. Uh, but he was pretty hungover, so I think he took it much better than he would have otherwise. But Brian uh, is, a, is a bigger guy, and he came out of his room and took his shirt off because uh, people were asking him to. Why were they doing that? We came out of the closet last night. And I was like, wow, and you were mean to him like as soon as he came out as gay to you? Not about being gay, so it was fine. You know, he comes out of his room, and he takes his shirt off, and this is, it's probably like, I don't know, 10 p.m., but we've been drinking since 2, so we're all pretty hammered at this point. And so we're shouting him to take his shirt off like you do, and he takes his his shirt off and starts strutting around his house, and his Uh roommate, uh, Alan, uh, just shouts, oh, the humanity. (laughs) (laughs) And then I go, no, 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 that's a manatee. Oh. So, yeah, and uh, Brian then turned around and went to his room for ten minutes. Oh. <laughs> but it could have been unrelated. He also fell asleep on the floor that night, so we don't really know what was hitting and what hey, was missing. Hey, I fell asleep on the floor last night. That's what it sounded like. It sounded like you had a crazy evening. Yeah, I went buck wild alone. Wait, hold on. we can't be doing two stories at once. Okay. I, I, I don't know if there was any more to his. No, no, you're good. This is a perfect segue. Oh, okay, great. See, I never know what a good segue is actually like. Yeah, we, <laughs> we know. We've never met one. Uh, so yesterday I was doing some day drinking while I was doing D&D prep, and then I just kind of moved into night drinking. And and I was drinking, and 3 Sex was drinking, and I was like, okay, we're drinking. And then she fell asleep, and then I was like, I guess I'm drinking. And then I kept drinking, and then I woke up on the floor at 3 in the morning. And I don't... <laughs> Apparently, uh, I had fallen asleep in the chair, and Three Stacks was like, Hey, come to bed. We're going to bed. And I was like, nah. And she's like, don't sleep in the chair like that. You're going to kill your back. And I was like, all right. And fell face first onto the floor next to the chair. And she, and she said, come like, to bed. That's and, acceptable. Yeah. She, so she said, come to bed. And I said, I'll be up in a little bit. And then I went up to bed three hours later. Okay. All right. I can't. I'm bad at drinking now. Just like this show is like the only drinking I do. I'm such a bad drunk. But a good member of society. So I guess. Well, yeah, but like I don't want to be though. No, it's in your hands. But you, hey, 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 smoke weed every day. I guess that's true. I I mean, I'm not (laughs) trying to make it into a contest. Don't get down on yourself, buddy. You do drugs too. (laughs) Thanks, man. Thank you. (laughs) No, I just like I don't know, like I. I just feel weak, kind of, you know? Like, it's nice on my wallet. I can go out and have one drink. But I'm like, oh, come on, body. You've gone downhill. You can't even stand up to this anymore. No, you're a cheap date. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I, I I, don't know. 
I don't know where I was going. It doesn't matter. We all know I'm terrible at this. KCCI.com. Iowa Supreme Court affirms the right to be drunk on front porch. Now, it doesn't seem like this is a thing they'd have to deal with in Iowa. Like, it seems like it'd just be universally recognized that you can get drunk because there's nothing else to do there. Because you're in Iowa. Because, exactly, because it's Iowa. But, uh... (laughs) This lady, Patience Pay, uh, called the police after fighting with her boyfriend. And when the officers showed up, they were like, hey, have you been drinking? Because I guess she was acting kind of crazy. And they took they took her, or they did like a BAC thing, and she was at 0.267%. Damn. That pretty, can't be right. That's amazing. Pretty high. And more more so, than three times the legal limit? Yeah. Well, for, for driving. For driving. I don't think there is a legal limit for like just walking around your house. Clearly there isn't, as this case uh, proves. Yeah, I mean, I well, think, now there isn't, yeah. I think so the, they arrested her for the being drunk is, in public. It's based on nature. At some point you can't get that drunk anymore, because you'll die. Yeah, right. That's true. She's like halfway there. But I, I, this is just so shitty of those cops. that She like calls the cops, because she's fighting with her boyfriend, and they're like, okay, yeah, we'll check this out. Also, we're going to just arrest you, though, because this is an easy one for us. Yeah, she was at at her house, you know? I would assume that she was being either somewhat difficult with the police or they were having just, like, so much trouble wrangling them and figuring out what happened with, like... This uh, domestic incident, they're just like, let's just book them on something, (laughs) separate them and get them in. Right. And they just needed something to grab them on. I guess. But then, I mean, but, like, wouldn't... Couldn't they have just dismissed the charges then if that was it? Like, and not taken this all the way up to the Iowa Supreme Court? That's true, but is it just, like, a ticket... Like, public intoxication? Uh, probably. Like, I don't know. I wonder if she's just been fighting this ticket real hard and is taking it straight to the, the middle of the top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Good for her, I think, though. It's Although good to she know. sounds like she might be a terrible person. Who knows? <laughs> we don't know. What I can say is that she was very, very drunk when they arrested her. <laughs> well, if being very, very drunk and loud in public makes you a bad person, lock me up. Lock me up, yeah. No, straight up. But it seems impressive. I mean, how dr- I would like to hear her 911 call, you know? Oh, man. Like, did it just take the cops a really long time to get there and she just kept drinking? Or was she just, like, shmammered <laughs> on the phone, you know? I think she bungholed a fifth right after she called him. <laughs> I like yeah. to think she thought she was ordering a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't seem like it probably happened, Zach. That's, you're right. I'll concede that I gotta point. call it on that one. It's, unli- on it's that unlikely one. that she thought she was ordering a pizza. <laughs> so does this uh, law, does this apply only in Iowa now? Like, would we have to take this up to the Wisconsin Supreme Court? Unless something like this has happened before. But I think you yeah. can cite it as precedent if, uh, when you're yeah, fighting yeah, it in Wisconsin. Yeah, we that. have a precedent now. Also, I can't, I was trying to think of a situation where they'd arrest you for public intoxication in Wisconsin, and I literally could not think of one. Yeah. That happens Maybe every church. single day. <laughs> you were in a church, yeah. And you had too every much. Every single day in Arcata, people get arrested for public intoxication. In where? In in the town I live, on the main square. Literally every single day. Some some homeless trimigrant gets arrested. Hmm. Yeah, no, I feel like they encourage us to drink in public here. I mean, well, because you have to put your beer coat on to avoid the Arctic temperatures. Yeah. That's 100% true. But, I mean, like, they have a whole function where we get to go out and drink on the Capitol lawn. It's, like, sanctioned by the city of Madison. What is this? Concert on the square. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. But it's, like, you just get to go sit around the state capitol and, and drink. And they're like, you kids have fun. <laughs> Don't protest anything. And, and then there's, like, beer gardens all over the place, too. Oh, yeah. Well, beer garden isn't really being drunk in public, though. It's just being drunk outside. Yeah. Well, the the terrace is pretty big, too. And that's that's just, like, a lakefront spot where you can go and drink. This beer is so bad, you guys. <laughs> it's really just, like, water. Like, this tastes like a Mr. Beer beer, you know? <laughs> it's just, like, watery, and you're like, yeah, there's beer flavor in there, but it's not very good, and just the whole mouthfeel is off. <laughs> Reminds me of the time that uh, we pranked Jed Farber by filling up an empty bottle of beer with tap water and using an actual capper on it, and then he opened that wasn't it up. Jed. You, you pranked me with that. That was you? I thought that was Jed. That was me. No, that was in a, a beta beer, and I was like, "What is this? Literally water?" And you guys were like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So no, was that like a sober thing? Because I've I've tricked my friends when they've clearly had too much to drink. 
And my opinion is, if you are so drunk that this trick works on you, then you, you shouldn't have had the drink more. you wanted from me. Right. And you just hand them water or whatever, and be like, this is something else. And they're like, oh, good. And they just throw it back, and they're like, I can't believe that tastes like water. You're like, no, man, that was pure vodka. <laughs> I, your good friend, saw you intoxicated and gave you a full <laughs> glass of vodka. <laughs> is that really what you tell them it is? Because I feel like it would be hard to, to disguise it. Literally, I've done that before, where I'm just like, they're like, what, I, what I'll do is I'll flip a cup only like a little bit of the way. Mm. Or sometimes I'll hold a cup of water. If they are the type of people who takes my drinks a lot, I'll fill up a cup of water uh. and hold it for like a while. Like I lay some, I plant some seeds like <laughs> for this deception. And uh, they'll snatch it out of my hand. I had a friend in college named Holly who was notorious for this because like, when she got too drunk, she would just start snatching drinks out of people's hands and just chugging them. So I would hold a cup of water like midway through the evening and just stand next to her until she did it. And she was like, this tastes like water! And I was like, no, that was vodka. You're going to really be sick. <laughs> I think I might really? hate your friend Holly. She was arguably the worst. Like, there's a lot of <laughs> evidence in the column that she was the worst, but she was never boring. And that is my stipulation for having friends. You just, as long as you're not a boring person, I will tolerate a ton of horrible behavior from you. What about Alan? Interesting. I think Alan is a sweet little honeybee. <laughs> and he's arguably the greatest among us. He's so pure. He's like a person raised in a lab. <laughs> or like an alien. I don't know. Like, Alan just doesn't know about the world. And it makes him so sweet to me. <laughs> anyway. Your worldview is so bizarre. <laughs> Granted. Alright. Becca and I saved a dog today. Really? That's awesome. It, yeah, it was pretty cool. I guess saved a dog is a little, little over dramatic. We were going on a hike and we were by the beach and this dog came out of nowhere and we we're like, hey, "Dog, where's your people? Where are your people at?" You know, mm-hmm. and we couldn't find his people. Uh, but we were kind of near a dog park, so we figured maybe he just ran away from the dog park. So I took off my my long sleeve shirt and I made it into a little doggy leash. Uh, we took him back to the dog park, but his family was not there. Hmm. And. uh then I met. I found. I found he had a little, like he had a name tag sewn into his collar. You know, it's really fancy. Hmm. Yeah. So I didn't see it at first because I didn't yeah. see any tags. Then I saw it and I called his people, and uh, it turns out his name was Porter. Oh. Because because his his people are uh, beer distributors. Hmm. Yeah. Did they remind uh, you? I, w- I was about to say, I, sh- I realized belatedly that I should have gone for the hookup, but instead I just managed to return a confused, lost dog to his, his folks. And I guess that's okay, too. It's a good deed. Yeah, he got poop all over me. <laughs> How did that happen? Well, we were like, all right, come on, man, you got to come with us now. And he's like, oh, I'm a nervous doggy. I don't know where you're taking me. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. So that happened. But other than that, he was a pretty good dog. Pretty nice pup. <laughs> they didn't give you any beer after their dog <laughs> shat on you? No, nothing. She was just like, thanks for getting my dog. Bye. Uh, okay, you your okay. laundry. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess you're welcome. At the very least, they owe you a new pair of pants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd think so. But it's like, I don't look like I'm wearing nice, clean, new pants anyway. You know, even Yeah, because they're the covered dog in dog shit. shit. He could have yeah. been covered in dog shit before he found the dog. We don't know that. Well, I think I think most people who we saw just assumed that I was like a a trimmer, you know? Yeah. Because like I'm covered in with my backpack and like my dog on not a real leash, you know? <laughs> and oh, so yeah. most people were like, "Who's this fucking guy?" And I tried to dispel that by being like, "Hey, dog," you know, like trying to make it clear that I'm just like looking after this poopy dog. But they were not <laughs> they were not having any of it. I like that. Yeah. But overall, overall, I think I uh, built up some karma for myself today. So that's Absolutely. Good. Alrighty. You know what else is building up some karma, some bad karma? No, no you I don't know. know. I wouldn't you know. It. I guess you wouldn't know. I just going to guess something funny, but I can't think of anything. Uh, was, Hitler's back. I know. I almost said Hitler, and I was like, I don't know if I should. I think <laughs> I bring up Hitler like a lot on, the, on this podcast. Yeesh. Yeah, no, well, it's not Hitler, you guys. No. I mean, yeah. yay? Is it? Is it two Hitlers? It's I don't understand. Double Hitlers. <laughs> I, that's 
not funny, but I laughed a lot at it. <laughs> Together they combine to make a man with like three quarters of a mustache. <laughs> it's Aberdolf Linkler. My favorite. You would know if you watched Rick and Morty who that is. I don't. Yeah. Well, you don't. Do you know who Eater.com is? Yeah, we've done Eater articles before. Yeah, I think most of their articles makes me mad. Like this one. What does this mean? It is craft beer made with prehistoric yeast is T-Rex approved. I don't think it's actually T-Rex approved. I mean, prehistoric, what do you mean in here? Because, yeah, like 15,000 years? I mean, his history only started, what, like 5,000 B.C.? Because prehistoric just means before there was writing. Is that actually true? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Archaeologically speaking. Well, does it, though? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the term prehistory means, because there was history when there was writing. That's it? Yep. Well, what if someone in 5,000 B.C. wrote about something that happened in 6,000 B.C.? There's history of it. That's for a point, but you gotta—you can't really trust that source at that point. You know, some Neolithic farmer talking about some yeah. thousands of years before. <laughs> hey, man, not that's to say my grandpa. Not to say my they great, didn't know great, anything great, about great, anything. Great, great grandpa. Yeah, I mean, statistically speaking, it was probably a lot of people's great, great, great grandpa. <laughs> yeah. So stop that. Yeah. Sorry. Didn't mean to offend. Your, your, your <laughs> Jordanian anyway, roots. So- Last week we talked about uh, how they were making beer with yeast scraped off Roll Doll's chair, and this week we're talking about Fossil Fuels Brewing Company, which has made a beer using yeast they found on a leaf that was preserved in amber. It's forty-five million years old. Sweet. So it's just Jurassic Park the beer. I guess, but like it's. I mean, obviously it's dumb. We've talked about why this sort of thing is gimmicky and dumb a lot, but. This one, they said that it was really hard to use the yeast to make beer because, like, you know, old ass, not really sugar converting yeast. So I, they, they said they had to, like, mess with the formula and stuff like that. So at that point, it doesn't even seem like they're using the yeast, you know? It's like they're, unless they're they, manipulating that yeast. Unless they changed the formula to be better for the yeast and didn't change the yeast. Yeah, that's true. Is that yeast even, like, it's dead, right? Like... Like, how are they even culturing it? Can you clone yeast? I mean, well, if you, you clone can clone a sheep, a sheep pro- I figure it would be easier to clone Do they have the capital yeast? to clone that yeast? Well, the yeast thing about clon- cloning a sheep is, didn't they put it in, put the DNA in, a, like, a live sheep's uterus or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. How do yeah. you, how do you yeah. even put something in a yeast? I literally have no Very idea how it's going to work. Also, for the record, uh, couldn't be T-Rex approved, uh... You know, obviously dinosaurs were gone when this yeast existed, right? It had been for about 20 million years. Yeah. And also, T-Rexes can't approve things. They they can't lift their thumbs up high enough. Yeah, and they're making a farmhouse saison with this, and T-Rexes are really more of stout men. (laughs) Yes, that's true. So, um, I I don't know about this beer. I guess I would try it, but I don't know. We already said this last week. This should stop. Yeah. And, uh, here's another example of things that should stop. Just like the, oh, we found, like, a 10,000-year-old thing, and we made the beer now? Like, that kind of shit? Yeah. Well, sometimes you can, they'll, they'll find one that's like, we found enough residue of this beer that we can recreate it, like, closely based on the recipe. It's like my touch. That's fun like that. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's I, cool. I, I think that that's cool. Because... Yeah, do historic beer, but not, like, ridiculous putting some random ingredient that doesn't actually make a difference beer. Because that was about beer, and this is right. not about beer at all. Yeah. It's like if you found a beer that people made back in, like, 45 million years ago, that would be cool. But, again, that's impossible. So For so many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now you're just fucking around. It's like you could make bread out of this 45 million-year-old yeast, I assume. And it but would nobody be just cares as stupid. Bread yeah, because bread doesn't get you drunk, so nobody's doing it. What's the point? <laughs> right. So, cut it out, Fossil Fuels Brewing Company. And cut it out, the brewing industry as a whole. Yeah. Cheese it with you this shit. Leave that shit alone. Samuel, you tell me a funny story now. <laughs> uh, my players didn't do what I expected them to do in the D&D campaign, and I had nope, to nope, make something up a bunch else, of shit. Something else. No? This isn't good. <laughs> Fuck. Uh... I didn't do, like, anything this week. I think I just don't have a story, dude. I had to help both a child and an old lady find their campsites. Did they shit on you, too? (laughs) (laughs) The old lady was like, oh, God, I'm so nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. How? How do you... 
Okay, so one, you've built up so much good karma in the last few hours that you were well, going to... Well, this one was for his job, I assume. Yeah, I didn't just do this for fun. I was like, you're like a superhero, like a really like low-cost superhero. <laughs> it's slightly helpful, man. The Finder. <laughs> no, but I, that was, yeah. The kid, I was like, okay, that's acceptable. You're a small child. I can help you back to your campsite. The old lady, I think she went to use the restroom, and then it was, like, too dark for her glasses, and she just literally couldn't see where she was going. And I was like, come on, ma'am. Get your shit together. How long have you been on this planet? You don't know that it gets dark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she should have just made someone with eyes that work come with her to guide her there yeah. and back. Right. It sounds but like she should have put herself out on an ice floe like 10 years ago. <laughs> Just, you know, gone quietly into that good night. When a man can no longer serve the tribe, his body betrays him. <laughs> exactly. Is that from something? Yeah, that's that one's from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Was that supposed to be Danny DeVito? Yeah. Because it, yeah. it sounded more like Jack Nicholson to me. Dude, that was actually, yeah, pretty close. That was a pretty good Jack Nicholson. You were like three eyebrows That's not away. what I was going for. <laughs> oh, well. He's a spooky guy. Uh, yeah. You know, old people are gross. And I think uh, overall, when I get really old, they should just turn me into food for people, for the young people to carry on living in. Because, like, you've had your chance. Living Sometimes, yeah, sometimes I see old people and they're, like, taking their sweet-ass time trying to, like, in anything that they do because they can't move quickly. And it's like, look, man, you've had your time. It's my time now. Time to get out of the way and let us do our thing. The really sad thing is sometimes I'll think that same thought, but from their point of view, where I'm just like, oh man, I'm about done here. You know, I had my chance and I blew it. What do I do? <laughs> just talk to this cashier for 30 minutes, I guess. <laughs> Write them a check. No, oh my God, I wish they just wrote them checks. They're, like, writing them a telegram up there, and it's like, look, you stop paying a nickel at a time, you have to remember that there's no buying power with a nickel anymore. You're going to need a thousand nickels to pay for your groceries. Um, but no, I feel like, like, I know it's not quite their fault, but if I was going to die, and I knew it, like, I was close by, like, you know, I'm 75, 80, like, you know, I'm on borrowed time. The ice is thin. And I would, whenever I went to the grocery store, it would be like that Nickelodeon show, like the supermarket sweepstakes or whatever. Was, was that on Nickelodeon? <laughs> no, I think there was a kid's version in Toys R Us that was on Nickelodeon, but I didn't, I wasn't 30 in 1990, right. so I didn't watch <laughs> supermarket sweepstakes. Uh, but I, that's what it would be like. I would just be throwing shit in a cart and running, because I'm on the clock all the time. There's <laughs> no time. time. I don't want to die in this goddamn supermarket. Exactly. I'm not dying in a Target. I'm like, let's get out of here and get out to the parking lot at least. I think what you have to do is, instead of doing that because your body can't handle it, you have to have have a boy to do it for you. And, <laughs> and like, you have people do everything. For, like, you're, you're shopping, people have bathed you, all that shit. And then that's expensive. Eventually, you run out of money doing that, and then you just starve to death. And you just die. And that's how you do it, naturally. <laughs> like how nature intended. Eventually, you'll stop being able to fend for yourself, and you'll die yeah. until crows eat you. Uh, you know, the natural way. As soon as I need glasses, I'm just going to strip naked and go out into the woods. <laughs> and, uh, if I can make it, that's fine. Otherwise, the crows will peck at my bones. <laughs> ah, man. Being old is the worst. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. I, the minute you know when it, it's almost your time is I feel like you start waking up going like this. <gasps> <laughs> like, if you sleep, that's why old people only sleep, like, six hours a day. Because if they sleep any longer, they're going to be in too deep. And they're not going to come out. <laughs> They can't crawl their way back <laughs> They can't. Their body can't muster enough neurotransmitters to get them awake. And so that's how you know yeah, it's, it's well time. Just shut the damn thing down. Exactly. Call it. I'll have to stop sleeping in. After 60, I'm not sleeping in ever again. Do you know back in the Middle Ages, uh, people didn't have lie-down beds? What? Like, they were essentially like bed chairs. Like, you were supposed to, like, sit up with your legs out. Because they thought if you were reclining, it was, like, inviting death. <laughs> God damn it, people were so dumb. They're so dumb. That reminds me of yeah. Frasier's dad. I feel like Frasier's dad and Frasier. Because he would always sleep in that chair. He's always in that recliner. That was like he, a comfy ass recliner. He survived the whole time. He didn't die once on that show. <laughs> as opposed to all the other deaths that happened on Frasier. I'm pretty sure Niles Crane died like six or seven times. <laughs> <laughs> it just kept getting an effeminate British man to take his place. <laughs> yeah. Is David Hyde Pierce even He's British? not British, dude. He's he was just, just foppish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
often be Whatever, used. it translates, you know. It's the same thing. Yeah, I basically think all gay people are British. <laughs> I feel like that was super offensive. I don't know, because there's nothing bad about either of the things that you said. It's yeah, probably more offensive to be British. British or gay, but somehow putting them together seems like it's really offensive. James Bond's British. You know, that's a pretty good comparison. James Bond's gay. That's a pretty good comparison. He, I think if you see James Bond having sex with a man, it's because he's run out of women to have sex with. <laughs> like, he's had sex with all of them. And he was like, well, three billion down, uh, three billion to go. <laughs> One thing I really appreciated about the Daniel Craig, the first Daniel Craig version, is they gave, like, his banging a backstory. You know, they clobber his genitalia with that rope, like, yeah. 10,000 times. He just wants to prove it's still working every time he's having sex. <laughs> Honestly, it makes it all the more impressive. I don't think I've ever watched a more painful scene in a movie. Because for a while, you're like, why is he naked? Why did they cut the bottom out of that chair? What does that even mean? <laughs> and well, then you're like, I guess then oh, you haven't watched Antichrist. No, of course not. I don't like Willem Dafoe. Well, Willem Dafoe gets bashed in the testicles with a block of wood, and then as he's unconscious, his wife jerks him off until he ejaculates blood. Ugh. No, they're like, honestly, just what? seeing what? Willem Dafoe in black and white is a disturbing image to me. Let alone that any of the weird be... sexual stuff in Antichrist. Yeah. Doesn't that that makes start... me so itchy. Oh, that makes me actually just want to puke. I don't know if that makes me itchy. Doesn't that movie start with them having sex and their kid dies like while they're having sex? Yeah, yeah, they're slamming ass in the shower, and you see full Willem Dafoe penile penetration. <laughs> no, and, uh-huh. and their kid is just like, I can't handle this shit, and torpedoes out the window. <laughs> Hold on, take a fucking step back. That's porn. That's hardcore pornography. What is pornography? Well, what just, is art, just, Sam? Yeah, uh, pornography is when there's full penetration, especially if it's Willem Dafoe. I think if, <laughs> if your camera quality is poor, it's pornography. I think if you have good yeah. camera, it's art potentially. No, this black is definitely and 1080p. Yeah. Oh yeah, this yeah. is high quality. I've heard he's got he's got a gross dick. I'm, I'm ashamed to say I've seen Willem Dafoe's dick online, and it's like he's extra uncircumcised. Like he's got some like. <laughs> He's got like a foreskin and a half. He's got like a six skin on that thing. He's collected all the chopped off foreskin and just <laughs> added them to himself. He's like some weird Spider-Man villain. And uh, he's got all of these these foreskins on. And his dick is huge. Just, so he's got like a Katamari Damasi foreskin? Yeah. I call it a five skin. He just called it a six skin 25 <laughs> seconds ago, dude. <laughs> I was... Yeah, no, that's fair. I have no comeback. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I guess we could talk a little bit more about Willem Dafoe's penis and how it makes us feel, or we could do another <laughs> article or whatever. But it makes me feel bad. I guess if I was really gonna summarize it, uh, hopeful. Like it makes me feel great about my own penis, like, not in terms of size, but I realize that sometimes size comes at a cost, and that cost is aesthetics. <laughs> it is an unpleasant looking penis. Yeah, like, Sam has a giant penis, but it's red and angry like a dragon. It's only red and angry like a dragon because you've only ever seen me after I get out of the shower. Yeah, you gotta well, that water temperature stop coming down. out of the shower and waggling your wong at me. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with little pride, Tyler. Little wong waggling. You know where we should go from here. Oh, man. I think I might. We're going into the porn game. Okay. Oh, I forgot. Uh, so, mine's bad, and it goes a little something like this. The original is a movie. And this is about people simultaneously exiting an area and banging. And also, in the process, people are objectified, and there is some meaningless sex. I'm trying to figure out how this is exit through the gift shop. I was literally just thinking exit through the gift shop. I was like, this has nothing to do with Banksy. (laughs) Bang-sy. The Banksy River. So, these people are leaving... And also having sex, and the sex is meaningless and objectifying. Uh, yeah. And this is a movie. Yep. Recent movie? I think so. Leave? Is leave in there? No, the, the leave word is a portmanteau. Oh. It, between the the leaving, like a mass leaving, uh-huh. and, and intercourse. What? Is Sexodus? Se- yes. Oh, so it's, that, it's that Exodus movie where they were all white, huh? Yeah. Is it like... Oh, was that Gods and Kings? Was that what that was really yes. called? Yes. So something in Things? No. Rods and... No. Damn it. Broads? No. You're, they're being objectified, so they only care about... Broads and... <laughs> Fuck. Sexodus? Sexodus, uh... Kings? What does Kings even run with? Dings? Uh, that's the meaningless sex part. Oh. Flings. Yep. Uh... 
They don't care about having bods. Bods. There it is. Bods and sex and bods and flings. Yeah. I like that. I don't. That's really good. <laughs> we it's, feel differently. It's cleverer than mine, I'll say that. Neato. So mine is also a movie, but it's okay. So the formula for getting this one is different than our usual rhyming thing. Okay. For this movie, I have only added a single letter. Okay. So that's the only change. I put a single letter somewhere in the movie title. This movie is a guide to how to see the best titties in the land. Huh. What about boob? I guess I'll give you a little hint. This movie actually has not come out yet. (sighs) That makes it like it doesn't exist almost. Is it like a superhero movie? No. Well, we have heard of it. I would assume you would have heard of it. Is how-to in there anywhere? No, but I feel like you're you're on the right track. No, actually, I shouldn't say that. Let me take that back. No is the answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Asshole. Is the word guide in there at all? No. Okay, I'm going to Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of the time they'll have uh, upcoming stuff. No one knows. It's impossible. Can't be done. It takes place in a magical world. Hmm... I don't think any of these are right. I mean, the top two movies at the box office right now are Suicide Squad and Sausage Party. Sure are. Also, Sausage Party got an 81%. Apparently, it's okay. That's really really indicative of our culture, I feel like. I think people will like... Because it looks like crap. It looks so bad. So I think people are going in there expecting it to just be terrible. And I think it's probably pretty, like, at least solid in terms of writing. It looks like I animated it. Honestly. It looks really, really bad. But what if it's a comedy? It doesn't really matter if the animation's bad. You would think, but I feel like it, you know, presentation matters at least to some extent. Yeah. But I mean, also, like, what is it? 81% just means 81% of people thought it was okay. 81% of critics. Of critics thought it was okay. So basically, like, all that means is, like, it could be a 6 out of 10 to 81% of people. Oh. That doesn't necessarily make it, like, good. Yeah. I'm surprised people are still going to see Suicide Squad because it doesn't really seem like it was good at all. There's probably violence in it. There is. I mean, I hope at least a little violence. But it's only PG-13, so there's not even nice boobies. You can't even see boobs. I would like to see that movie, but before they did all the reshoots. To make it funny? Yeah. Wait, they like did to reshoots to make version. it funny? Well, yeah, because like, some fan group, or like some group unaffiliated with the movie did a, a trailer for it that was like a little bit lighter in tone that like, kind of made it like a cool, sort of irreverent mm. bad guys thing, and they were like, and everyone loved it, and they were like, oh shit. And movie studios being, like, as capricious as they are, we're like, right. let's yeah. just do that now. Instead of, like, you know, the fact that the movie was, re- they hired a director to make the movie a certain way. Right. And not sticking with that, what the director wanted. So I'd really, I thought I could see the original version, like, the director's cut. Oh, yeah. What was it? Because apparently anyway. Batman versus Superman was better. The director's cut was, like, three and a half hours long, but apparently it made, like, the scenes that they left in, like, made the movie make a lot more sense. Huh. But I didn't see that in theaters, because I expected it to be bad. So I don't know. We're, we're scrolling way down here on this thing. Okay, I'll give you a big hint. Yeah. It takes place in the Harry Potter universe. Oh, um, something about mythical breasts? What? There's a Harry Potter movie coming out? It's something something about mythical beasts, is it not? Uh. Oh, fantastic yeah. breasts and where to find them? Fantastic exactly. breasts and where to find them. Do you know how I knew that one? Do you know how? No. Because it was a book first, and I read the book when I was a child. Yeah, yep. I know. Wait, was I it, know when was, it was that book, book out? Like in the heyday. Really? Yeah, it was like it was like a shitty little one-off thing. It was a little book. They also had a history of Quidditch, which I read. Yeah, the history of Quidditch was better. Who's the Michael Jordan of Quidditch? Victor Crumb. Really? Uh, Harry Potter. Well, Harry Potter's a scrub who only won the Hogwarts championship like once in his four years. But what? In his yeah, well, defense, the, the Quidditch was canceled too busy two saving years. everybody from Wizard Hitler. Yeah, I mean, he was busy, don't get me wrong. But, like, they did can't. Yeah, they canceled Quidditch, I think, like, his second and third year. Yeah, or he felt he got fucked up by the Dementors. His, werewolves. His fourth year. I mean, he, when did he have time to go to practice? Honestly, they never once talk about Quidditch practice. It seems like they just go out there, and the game doesn't fucking matter anyway, because you just have to find the snitch, and the game's it over. It makes me so Except mad. for literally that one game. It makes me so mad when I'm like, Quidditch is a stupid sport, it's totally broken, because all you have to do is catch a snitch and game over. And they're like, what about that one game where Victor Crumb caught the snitch and his team lost? It's like, well, that was clearly a fucking cooked up scenario in this fictitious universe. Yeah, what happened is the first book came out and everyone had this obvious criticism of Quidditch. And then uh, J.K. Rowling was like, oh, man, I don't know anything about like sports. regular sports to make a good balanced game. 
So she had to make that shit happen so that she would have a counterpoint. Yeah. They yeah, could have just waited one second it. for his team to score 15 more points before he caught the snitch. Just follow it. <laughs> honestly, he... It makes him look like, honestly, a jabroni. If you're the seeker and your team is down by more than 150 points... Don't catch the snitch. No, you should go be a chaser. Yeah. Go go quaffle it up until you get enough points and then go back to looking for the snitch. Exactly. Yeah, guys. You just fucking slam JK that dumb dude. Yeah, you fuck you, JK Rowling. You asshole. I just read an article about how you lost your billionaire status by giving to charity. Fuck you, idiot. <laughs> Philanthropic nonsense. You're philanthropic nonsense. You know who didn't lose their billionaire status giving to charity? Bill Gates. The Koch brothers. Yeah, I don't know if giving to charity is the word I would use for the Koch brothers. <laughs> I noticed you don't have a porn title, Zachary. Uh, I mean, I have one that I just thought of, and it, it's it's terrible. Do it. That's fine. Lay right. it on us. All right. So in this, a sexy vampire hunter drives a, a penis-like stake through the midsection of uh, a lot of lady vampires. Uh, they call him the Daywalker. So, wait, How is this blade? How is this blade? Well, I mean, what other word could there be? Is it laid? It is laid. Oh. I thought about doing laid 2. That was the first thing I thought because I just watched Blade 2 recently, <laughs> but I was like, there's no reason to make it the sequel. You know, Blade 2 really was the best movie out of that series. It's so good. And I was just talking about this today. What makes Blade 2 so good is that the vampires also act like zombies. Because uh, there's like the dumb horde, like it's like the crackheads of the vampire world in Blade right. Two, where like they just need to feed all the time, so it yeah. makes them like a dumb zombie horde. But they're also vampires, so I thought it was a really nice way to do a super cool both of them movie at a time when they were kind of competing for viewership. Right. Yeah. Also, I got really high and watched Blade Two, and it was fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> highly recommend that. That movie's really cool. And it's got Ron Perlman in it, which lets you know yeah. that you're watching an okay movie. <laughs> Ron Perlman is like, this is not going to win an Oscar, but it will be entertaining. Not just Ron Perlman, also Chris Christopherson. Is mm-hmm. Famous musician Chris Christopherson. <laughs> plays, uh, plays the sidekick to a vampire hunting vampire. It's also the best movie Wesley Snipes has done since Demolition Man. Also, Wesley Snipes is in jail for tax evasion. He's in jail right now? Yeah, right now. Him and Bobby Schmurder at the same time. It's like there's no justice in the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should have tried not having Schmurder in He shouldn't have Schmurdered all those people. (laughs) Maybe that's just so that he could talk about doing it without it being admissible in court. Like, I didn't admit to murdering anyone. I just said I Schmurdered a bunch of people. (laughs) My client, Robert Schmamicide, uh, <laughs> never committed any of these crimes. No, it's because I was watching an interview with him uh, right after he got famous. Bobby Schmurder, not Wesley Snipes. And they were like, what's the Schmoney dance? Because that's like his cool dance uh, from his rap. And he's like, they're like, what's Schmoney? He's like, you know, when you get that money on the sh... It's like <laughs> secret money. And I was like, is Schmurder secret murders? Like... <laughs> <laughs> and then he actually rapped about murders they committed, which is the dumbest thing to ever do. Rap about murders you're going to commit and then never do them. Throw them off the sand. Exactly. Don't rap about crimes you just did. Come on. No, you gotta rap about all these murders you're gonna do, but make it like your enemies did all these murders. Yeah, you frame people. The amount of enemies at once. Frame them in your raps. Man, if you're exactly. gonna, if you're gonna kill somebody that's been a murder rap victim, you just. You could just do it the way that the rapper said they would do it. And then it looks like the rapper did it. Uh, that's how I killed all those people Bobby Schmurder didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> but See, yeah. I was going to say, that's how I killed Eminem's wife, but you got there first. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, uh, do you have a tattoo? Or is that just a drawing? These are temporary tattoos. Oh, okay. Because I like... So this is a cheetah with an eye patch. This one's going... These are over a week old. And they've stayed on my body... Because I exfoliate before I put on temporary tattoos, which is the key to keeping them on you. Wait, have you been, like, showering? Yeah. In the sale? Mm-hmm. As long as you're gentle with them. Huh. And honestly, it seems like more being exposed to sunlight is what gets them more so than anything else. Like, I'm pretty gentle with them in the shower. Like, I'll, I'll dab it dry. And, like, you know, I'll be pretty soft when right. I scrub that area. Because, you know, I paid for these temporary like- tattoos. And I want to get, get mileage out of them. It seems like you really have a love for temporary tattoos. Like, you've gotten them enough so that you've developed this routine with them. So, yeah, one, yeah, I do take temporary tattoos very seriously. Every couple years, I will try to buy, like, 50 to 60 of them in bulk and give myself half sleeves of temporary tattoos. (laughs) Because I find it very fun. And, uh, 
I used to work at a summer camp, and so I put these on kids a lot, so I know all the secrets of, like, when you put them on, like, you should brush them down, like, in, like, because it's basically just glue that you're putting, with colored glue that you're putting on yourself. So basically, you, like, smooth, like, make it smooth and, like, get it flush against the skin, because, like, if you get air pockets in there, like, those are, those are break first. Mm. And, like, then the whole thing gets screwy. So, yeah, I'm very, very great at putting temporary tattoos on people. So if anybody needs it, in the Madison area... I'm your guy. Ladies. Dudes, whatever. I mean, the only, my, my biggest regret about my body, like my biggest issue with my body is I'm a hairy guy, and so it limits the spaces I can put temporary tattoos on myself. Like, I, I can only do half sleeves. Otherwise, from, you're shaving. elbows hard. down, it's all, it's all hair. <laughs> yeah. It's all hair, elbows down. So, yeah, I'm not going to shave myself to put a tattoo. Like, that's where I draw the line. I'm not shaving. Oh, that, that's where it is. Okay. That's where it is. Exactly. But, like, don't get him wrong. He'll wax. I will wax, but I don't want the ingrown hairs is the key. But five years of laser treatments so I can give myself a full sleeve of temporary tattoos doesn't sound worth it. Man, there are a lot of people with full sleeves. Does getting a tattoo mean that hair can't grow there, or do they shave their arms? They shave you before you get a tattoo, and then your hair will grow back after. So if you have sleeves and don't want them to look totally crazy, you have to shave your arms. They will do it at the place, usually. No, but I mean, well. I mean, after the fact, you gotta keep shaving like, ongoing. I guess it's something you gotta think about. You gotta think about it. Well, I was yeah. about to go get a sleeve, but I can't do it. I mean, I'm not like Robin Williams, Harry. Like, right. I'm not like half man, was, half gorilla. So you can, so really, you can see through it. If hmm? I was a really hairy dude, I think I would get like a Sasquatch tattooed on my back. And then just let the hair grow in, you know? Oh my god, that's amazing. Where is it hiding? <laughs> there a Bigfoot in there? But I'm not that hairy. Yeah, it's got ups and downs. I like it because it's the only manly thing about me. Yeah, like that's actually, I'm up, I'm up there as well. Uh, it also makes me look less, uh, you know, bird-like in my physique. Uh, it adds some thickness to me that otherwise <laughs> is lacking. You just, you get carried, you get caught in a gust. I have way. the wrists of a 14-year-old girl. And so having arm hair to kind of bump things out is very, very nice. Like, I don't wear watches because like, when they have to take out the watch pieces to put them in, like, it's embarrassing. Take out the watch pieces? Because, <laughs> yeah, like, if you get, like, a nice watch, like, the pieces can come out. Oh. To, like, make your, to, like, change the diameter of the watch. And, like, they got just, like, you know, normally, like, I don't know, like, ten pieces for an adult man's watch. We're down, we're talking, like, five, five pieces now. The guy's like, really? And they're like, I know. <laughs> keep taking like them out. a pigeon. Then you should get a full-size one and put it around, like, your forearm. Just keep it, yeah, keep it up here. Yeah. It's, just be like, it's a new style in Paris. It'll catch on here. Fucking Wait, idiot French people are doing it. Flav a Flav look. When French people aren't scared of Muslims and Jews, this is what they're doing. Oh, boy. Worst country oh my is the God. French. Yeah, like, I, okay, I want to like what France is doing, you know? I really do. But they just take it too far. <laughs> Cut that shit out, France. Well, it's like, you, know? you can watch the movie uh, La Haine, or The Hate, if you're just, like, picking it up in English. Great movie about racial tensions in France. Man, that place is the worst. There's a reason why everyone in Europe hates them. And they're not... a bunch of cheese-eating surrender monkeys. <laughs> yeah, yeah! Take that, the country of France. Man, eating cheese and surrendering are, like, my two favorite things to do. <laughs> just giving well, in and eating cheese. You know, you can't eat a lot of cheese and then go funny. You're very gassy, oily... That is yeah. really true. No, I'd be so oily they wouldn't be able to like, catch me. I wonder. Come <laughs> on through. I wonder if they're just f- too full of breed to like fight in wars. They're like, hey man, we're gonna fight you. And you're like, ugh, we just ate like a whole fucking wheel of breed. We can't just take it. <laughs> We've had seventeen bottles of wine. And it's eleven thirty a.m. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I was in Spain recently, and I think that kind of all Mediterranean countries, like the reason they just like their economy sucks is because it's impossible to be productive there. When you live somewhere that well, nice all the time, how the fuck do you go to work and, like, do plus, good things? Plus, siesta is, like, an established part of the culture. It's the worst. Like, let's, in the in the most productive time of the day, let's just stop doing everything and take a nap. Yeah. It was like, I wanted to spend money in Spain and could not because and it's not consistent. It's not like they agree that from, like, 2 to 3.30 is siesta. It's just everybody does their own around the <laughs> afternoon time. And so you'll go to a restaurant, and they're like, no, we're closed. And it's like, you're you're all here. Like, I see you in the restaurant that your family owns. You don't want that money. They're like, eh, nah, we want to take a nap because we're a little tired. And the problem is, it's everybody in Spain's out till 7 in the morning. And if they were not out drinking until 7 in the morning every day, they would not need to take a nap in the middle of the afternoon. It's like, just go to bed once, and you'll fix your whole economy. Got you, France and Spain. And Greece. And Italy. Greece. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible to be there and do productive things. Yeah. I was trying, when I was in Italy, in, well, in Sicily, which is part of Italy, but like a weird part, mm-hmm. I was trying to, to be productive and do some work, and uh, everybody in the internet cafe was just doing illegal gambling. <laughs> How am I supposed to get on the internet if you're just illegally gambling, internet cafe patrons? What do you mean? Like, they were on poker websites or something? Yeah, they were on poker websites, and they would just like play and play and play and play and play and lose. And then they would go up to the man at the front and be like, and the guy would just hand them a giant stack of money, and they would play and play and play and play and play and lose, and they were clearly laundering some bills for this mafia man. Oh, yeah. It sounds like these guys were all about to be killed by the mob for gambling away mob money. I do not understand this game. Why would... Who was giving whom the money? So the guy who was running the internet cafe was just handing out big stacks of cash to these random Sicilian dudes. But how do you, you can't use real money if you're betting on the internet. You feed it into the disk drive? What are you talking about? Dude, I don't fucking know. This money was disappearing somehow and it was <laughs> sketchy as hell. All I wanted to do was check my goddamn email. Doesn't make any sense. No, it didn't make any sense. You know what else doesn't make any sense? A beer hotel. Uh, that could make sense. WashingtonTimes.com. Stone Brewery is teaming up with Untitled Hospitality for a $26 million uh, brewery hotel outside of San Diego. It's going to be called the Stone Hotel, and it will be located next to the Stone Brewing World Bistro and Gardens. And it just sounds like it's a really fancy upscale hotel. It doesn't really say anything about it being beer-related, except it's next to a beer place. So I don't really know how much so, of a beer hotel it is. So, you know? Yeah, I would say that a beer hotel isn't necessarily a bad idea, but this is not an example of one. Right. Like, a beer hotel, I expect the tax to flow with beer. Yeah. Into your rooms. Right. right I mean, exactly. I know it's a lot of pressure to have, like, if you have, like, a 15-floor hotel, <laughs> but, like, if you're going to commit, commit. And honestly, I would think exactly. a beer hotel would be a lot like an ice hotel. I don't they know what just, an ice hotel is. Everything's made of ice. It's, like, made of oh. ice blocks and stuff. There's one in... Uh, the, the the last Pierce Brosnan James Bond yeah. movie? The World Is Not Enough, I believe. Yeah, I think it's that one. So my question is, is... Is that After Tomorrow Never Dies? No, no, it was... It was... It was... Uh, it was... It was Tomorrow Never Dies, I think. So, but isn't it fucking cold in there? And also everything's made of ice, so nothing's comfortable? I would think... You know what they, I don't want to fuck? A bed made of ice. <laughs> <laughs> they pile it with giant furs of all the mammals that used to live in the place that's now a giant ice hotel. Yeah, so it's fine now. Uh, but that was the opulence of the 90s. In the in the pre-9-11 world, uh, everyone had so much <laughs> money that you could just make a building out of ice, which is completely uninhabitable by people, and just expect everyone to wear parkas everywhere. And the, the only time it's convenient is I bet they had a really dope ice luge to like pour drinks through. And that was probably, probably it. Is... I would like to do a lot of crystal meth in the ice hotel. I mean, I'm sure there's a whole ice, wing the ice palace. In fairness, Tyler, you'd like to do a lot of crystal meth anywhere because you're hopelessly addicted to crystal meth. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say hopelessly. <laughs> That's true. It's important to have hope in your heart. <laughs> Man, no, I don't... The crystal meth is one drug, though, that I have no desire to do. Absolutely agree. No one's like, ever once been like, like, then I started doing crystal meth. My whole life turned around. Yeah like heroin like i know it's bad for you but i kind of would like to do some heroin because i hear it's great crystal meth (laughs) just sounds like i'm going to smoke it and my teeth are going to fall right out of my head i think crystal meth is probably great well (laughs) i mean of all the drugs i wouldn't say crystal meth is the one that i'm would be the least interested in because whippets exist I've done whippets. They're not fun at all. I did them with a bunch of drag queens in Key West. Well, that sounds fun. I had a drag queen opportunity. They could have. They could have given me heroin. I would have taken it because so I was like for the story, whatever. Right. And they were like, but after I did whippets, which are basically just like it's just nitrous and you get a headache. They were like, this makes your butthole real loose. And I was like, you fuckers, <laughs> you tricked me. But yeah, what are you gonna yeah. do? Free drugs is free drugs. That's what I always say. You you have said that a lot lately. <laughs> uh, but I guess we should be talking about this ice hotel still. Anyway. What oh, ice the hotel? Beer hotel? <laughs> the beer hotel? The beer hotel. Yeah, that's, that's my bad. Beer hotel sounds like a, like a, a pharaoh of some kind. Like, beer hotel. Like beer hotel. Yeah. Anyway. So should we be opposed to this in principle? Are they going to make us build it? I get it. 
375 square feet. I, I've read the sentence, and whatever that is, it's not a large area. Well, that's the hotel room size. That's very small. That's like a shitty studio apartment. Yeah, but for a hotel, hotel room, room? Hotel so rooms aren't that big. I feel like I've had delightful hotel rooms. Oh, well, look at Zach in his hotel made for kings. The trick is to bring bed bugs gold. with you. <laughs> and then show them that there's bed bugs in the bed. <laughs> I keep a vial of bed bugs with me at all times. Worst supervillain ever. <laughs> Ma! <laughs> at the hotel I used to work at, we totally had bed bugs. And you know what the uh, owner did about it? What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of like, just fuck them. Just whatever. And yeah, you would like, still find people for smoking in the rooms? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, like, we would change the beds out, and I'd be like, hey, I think I found a bed bug. And she'd just be like, put it in a Ziploc bag. Put the bug in a <laughs> yeah, This isn't I, all of them. Yeah. Okay, but, like, they're in the bed. Like, what do you... Don't worry about it. Where do cool. bed bugs come from? Because surely in nature, there haven't always just been beds to lie around in. Do, were they in, like, big piles of, like, brush? Like, what well, they are they, what's their deal? They probably infest, like, animal dens or some shit. It, it's got to be extinct animals. And then those animals went extinct, and they had to figure something else out. And they were like, I guess people are stupid. <laughs> Full of delicious blood. They would just sleep on woolly mammoths whenever they laid down. And when the woolly mammoth got up to, to maneuver again, all the bed bugs would come off like a blanket. Ugh. I can see that so vividly. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that favorite. not an ice age? I don't know, because it's too funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> suck. No, I, my biggest, one of my biggest fears is getting bed bugs. Other than clowns, like my most practical fear, I would say, is, is getting bed bugs. I mean, I think any sort of thing where you can say, I'm infested with X, <laughs> the X is bad. You're lousy with bed bugs. <laughs> I'm infested with joy. <laughs> But yeah, like, it's just like, and they're so hard to get rid of, and nothing kills them. Like, you have to basically just, like, put everything you own in a plastic bag for six months, and then, like, fumigate your home and burn it to the ground. <laughs> Wait, are they that hard to kill? They're Can super hard to kill. Well, there's just so many of them, oh, you can't okay. squash them all. And they lay eggs everywhere. Yeah, and the eggs hatch, too. No, it's terrible. The egg- Thank you for clarifying on that point, Zach. Well, no problem. <laughs> the I eggs just, don't just stay there. Like, they're not just going to be eggs that you're going to, like, you know, comically sit on. But yeah, they're the fucking worst. What a terrible animal. If I could push a button to make a series of animals extinct, like, they're real high on the list. Like, mosquitoes are first. Yeah, I gotta go mosquitoes. Because I haven't encountered them way too much. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're second, I would think, would be bed bugs. Just so I never have to worry about it. It could be such a weight off my shoulders <laughs> to know that they didn't exist anymore. Then clowns would be third. <laughs> I don't think that's a species. It feels like it. I don't know. I'm sure I could... Exactly. Fi- whatever system this is, I'm sure I could figure it out. Do you legitimately not like clowns? I am racist against clowns. <laughs> like, like I, if I saw a clown, I would not pick them up in my cab. Because they'd murder you. I'm so fearful of clowns. Like, I don't think I've ever had a positive experience with clowns. So, I, I feel like that's a, that's a common thing that people talk about in movies and stuff like being afraid of clowns yeah, but how did this manifest in real life for you did you have a you bad seen circus a cl- you ever seen a clown like they're fucking scary no they look stupid they don't look scary i so here's the deal here's what happened so my dad was afraid of clowns and i found this very funny as a child with no fear and no sense of my mortality so i sat down and the movie it came on cable uh or whatever uh he was like well, let's not watch that i'm terrified of clowns and i thought it was fucking hilarious that he was scared so I was like, no, let's watch it. And I'm four. And in a classic dad movie... You should not have been watching that movie at four. He, he was, you know, a, dad, a father who had different priorities. So in a classic dad movie, he lets me watch this movie with him. And then by the end of it, I'm fucking terrified of clowns. And uh, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal if it hadn't been for the fact that when I was with my mom... Two days later, having seen this movie, I'm finally starting to kind of come down from the clown fear. She was murdered by a clown. She was murdered by a clown. Uh, no, luckily, no, that's not what happened. Uh, but we're, she's pushing me around to Walgreens in my hometown, and Barnum and Bailey's Circus was in town. And as she's pushing me through the Walgreens, guess what they decided to do for advertising? Leave a clown in a Walgreens. This clown approaches the cart, and I'm stuck with my legs out through the middle of that cart. Oh, right. seat. I can't escape. And this clown, I remember him being, like, basically 50 feet tall, because I'm, you know, four. 
this cousin looms over the cart and was like, do you want to go to the circus? And I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> like, he might as well have just said, like, we all float down here, Zach. Like, and I <laughs> lost it. And that was it. I, something, something inside me snapped. Like, I felt it happen, like a rubber band. And something snapped. And now I, I literally can't, like, look at them. Like, it just upsets me. Like, I, it makes me angry. Like, I'm, it's the type of fear that makes me angry. And, like, I want to, like, throw a brick through their window and tell them to move out of the neighborhood. Like, it's, it's, it's really just a prejudice, I think, at this point. You're going to burn a giant red nose on their lawn? <laughs> Whatever. I mean, like, is it... Yeah, I guess. I really don't get what the cross thing is with the KKK. Like, I don't me get neither. Because it. it's not like black people aren't Christian also. I don't really get it. So whatever yeah. symbol would they would dislike? Probably a cross also. Oh, just, cross so, just so they knew it was prejudice. It. I don't know. So now yeah, you're, nope. the beer you're drinking, There's part of the label has a jester on it. Does that freak you out? No, jesters are fine. Jesters are fine. Clowns are jesters not fine. Jesters are sort of like physical comedians of medieval courts. It's literally the face paint and like the weird kind of clown outfits that get me. So do, you, do mimes bother you because they paint their face? Mimes bother everyone because they're annoying. But no, uh, <laughs> okay. it's it's the colors. I think I, as an adult, what gets me, if I were to break it down psychologically, is like the idea of painted on happiness. Mm. Like metaphorically, the fact that they could be feeling anything and they have this painted on happiness is upsetting. So I don't think that's probably what bothered you at four. No. It's interesting that that's how it's translated as you've aged. If I were to break it down, what I find upsetting about them is you... It's a, an obviously false mimicry of, like, human emotion in, like, a way that looks like a, like a corpse. They like, The fact that, like, basically at any point in history, anyone was ever like, oh, sweet, a clown, like, right on, it blows my mind. <laughs> like, I don't know how bad shit must have been in the 20s where they were like, oh, thank God, clowns are here to cheer us up. The thing that really freaks me out about clowns is how they can only be killed on the full moon. <laughs> so inconvenient. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Boy, we've really gone down the rabbit hole here. This article was so bad, we just couldn't talk about it. This is this well, article sucks. This thing seems fine, except it's misrepresenting itself. It just like seems like a nice hotel. What if there was a nice hotel? Fine, I don't care. Don't make me talk about this on a beer podcast. Yeah, no, I wasn't even trying to go back to the article. I was, I was just gonna wrap this whole mess up. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so. I had Strike Brewing Company's Lumberbuster American Brown Ale, 4.8 ABV. It's terrible. Nothing about it improved my opinion. It's just, like, it's really watery. It's got some, like, sour beer flavor in there. Like, not, like, the sour variety of beer. It, it, it's like some beer went sour. Mm. Um, it's just, it doesn't feel like I'm drinking beer. It feels like I'm drinking, like, gross slimy dark water i recommend this to nobody i gave it a two i don't know why you would set out to make this like budweiser is already there you know this is just really bad what would it have to be for you to give it a one like seeing somebody pee in it probably (laughs) (laughs) i I had a beer once on the show that i think i gave a zero to because literally with every sip i thought i was gonna throw up wow actually it was a mead not a beer fuck it was bad I had Shorts Brew Key Lime Pie, a beer that I still cannot get my head around. It just, it doesn't taste like Key Lime Pie, for sure. And so I kind of had to put that out of my head later on in the beer and just try and drink it and rate it based on, on just the beer with no expectations. And I realized that without the rudder of treating it like it tastes like Key Lime Pie, it's all over the map in terms of flavor profile. And it it's, when you don't assign the direction to it, it feels very directionless, which makes sense. But since it fails at being key lime pie and also doesn't succeed at not being key lime pie, I would give it a 3.5. I, I think the only use case for this is if you're super obsessed with key lime pie, then maybe try this just because, like, it's your, like, if it's an element of your personality, then <laughs> then you need to drink this because, you know, that's how you get to sleep. Right. Boy, that's not good. Zach, bring us out of this rut we're in. Oh, man. Boy, will I. So, <laughs> I had uh, Weyerbacher uh, Mary Monks. Uh, it was a 9.3 Belgian-style triple. And uh, so, I'm halfway through my second one. So, I'm feeling great. And uh, so, it smells boozier than it tastes. So, it has kind of a nice, maybe a little bit of a, not like like diluted nail polish remover smell with a little bit of yeast in it. Like, you definitely know you're about to get into some shit. 
when you smell this, but it's got a really clean taste. It was, it's a little cloudy, a little yeasty, but not overpoweringly so. I think one of my least favorite tastes in, to me personally is when a beer is like overly yeasty. I really don't enjoy it, um, but uh, it's not overpowering. It's a little boozy on the back end, but not too bad. Uh, pretty clean taste, sort of like a warm, it almost, not apple-y per se, but it's got sort of like that same kind of back taste of like a little bit of apple in it. Really, really great. If you're an alcoholic, I think this could be a session beer for you as well. Because uh, you should be careful with these as, as it's 9.3, but definitely not heavy at all after the first one. Like, I have no problems opening the second one and, and pouring that into a cup. This thing about Belgians, man, they're magic. So this yeah, is, exactly. It's captured this Belgian magic. I'd probably give it, uh, like, an 8.8. And to whom would you recommend it? If you are the type of person who is capable of drinking a beer that is this alcoholic, like, if you're not a 90-pound woman who can't drink... So even if you're a 90 pound woman, if you feel like you're, you could tackle this, go nuts. Uh, if yeah, if you if you're into a little bit of uh, stronger beers, if if you like Belgians, definitely drink it. If you're looking to like, what is a Belgian that I would probably like? I have not had that before. I would recommend this to get you into it too because it's not overly boozy or like super complex, but really really pleasant overall. Yeah, I definitely remember thoroughly enjoying that beer. So I'm right there with you. And thanks for coming on this show, Zach. It's always an interesting time when you're around. Of course, this is a blast. Yeah. And Sam, do you know what you're drinking next week? I, I think I'm going to have Stone Mocha IPA. Alrighty. That's an interesting combination. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so everybody stay tuned for that. Uh, if you have anything at all to say to us, you can email us at BrewsDayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at Tuesday, or you can comment on our links at BrewsTues.com. Don't let the bastards keep you down. We will see everybody next episode. Bye. Bye. Later. Here comes a beer. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy. Forget about everything. This one's on me. Got what you need. And take your matters.